Which Olivier. He, we should have fucking. We should have planned for this card. Do you have you seen this card? This, this, uh, tomorrow or uh, Saturday's card? Yes. This card is crazy. This is the one in Jacksonville, isn't it? I don't know. Because my brother's going to it. <laughs> oh, well. It's it's the one with uh, uh, Korean Zombie, right? Yes. Yeah. Korean Zombie versus Volkanovski. Mm -hmm. You got Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan, mm -hmm. which is, that's been brewing forever. And then you got Hamzat versus, finally, yeah. an opponent that makes sense, Gilbert Burns. Right. This is a nutso card. Nutso. Yes. And I'm mad. I'm going to try to pull up a stream. Wow. Yeah, you should. Hopefully going to try. Might as well. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into this. Let's rock and roll. All night in your hole. I've been watching the uh, the free UFC fights they put on YouTube. The, like, yeah. Classic ones. Yeah. Uh, so I've been in the, in the mood. That's how I get... Um, that's how I get through... Well, before my parents took the... Um, What's this guy elliptical elliptical yeah we had one and they took it it was theirs they didn't they didn't take it <laughs> they they, they it. took it back yeah yeah uh and yeah that's how i would get through like 30 to 45 minutes yeah it's just you you forget what you're doing because mm -hmm. you're so i would watch like all the john jones fights and stuff. yeah they have like good fights on youtube yeah well i, I watched a lot of the old ones that i like grew up watching yeah. ken shamrock oh you went real yeah, I, yeah like you went right like five yeah <laughs> ufc five yeah you know uh those were good <laughs> those so, when the guys were still wearing shoes yeah. yeah and no gloves yeah uh and then gouging uh, eyes yeah well last night i saw one where uh, i forget who he was fighting um tito ortiz lost fuck tito ortiz i know <laughs> somebody said you you know that they put this one up on purpose <laughs> yeah so just to watch him lose yeah i love it it's a good time it's good all right uh i'm not cutting any of that out what's up brewskis my name is marco dupa that guy right there that's adam obesius rodriguez what's up internet <laughs> tonight's brew is from the dune brewing dunes. Or dune brewery is it brewery or dune? dunes brewing dunes brewing yes out there in a port orange port orange so this is a local gal but uh, not not super local for us. Uh, Adam went out there with Sherry. You like that? Yeah. It's a good accent. Yeah. <laughs> and they brought back some goodies for the show. So we're going to get into both of these bad boys. But before we do that, we got to get into the show. What's on tap? We got, goodness gracious, <laughs> the Grammys were this weekend or this prior weekend. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And not not much to show for any kind of real controversies, except for a couple of things. Oh, well, you're following the Oscars, I mean. How are you yeah. gonna follow that up? It's kinda it's kinda hard. But the Grammys they they, <laughs> they they figured it out. Yeah, they figured it out. Yeah. Uh we got that. We got Donald Glover interviewing himself in what I believe was Interview Magazine and asking himself some pretty peculiar questions and uh making some very um grandiose statements. So we got to talk about that. And last but not least, our favorite shit poster slash billionaire who could solve world's hunger with a snap of his finger like Thanos. And instead, he decided to buy, basically buy Twitter. He mm -hmm. bought himself onto the board. Yeah. We have to 
mention it. It's a very expensive board. I don't think we're going to be able to post this on Twitter. Yeah. It seems like he's omnipotent yeah. on there now. Yeah. All that and maybe more. We'll find out on this episode of the One Beer In Podcast. Oh, big can. That's what oh. she said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that goes. film I'd like to see at con. <laughs> That's funny. It's <laughs> a good joke. Thank you. Thank you. That's good joke. That is good joke. Good joke. It's a good soup. It's good. It's good soup. All right. This is the One Beer In podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open two brews and we see where those one brew or two those, those one, one brews. brews take us. This is episode 349. Always and forever, thank you guys for listening, joining, um, subscribing, commenting, all interacting. That Cheers. Cheers. Mm. That's a multi bev. Mm-hmm. Multi bev. Had this lady come into my job, and I swear to God, <clears throat> I let her taste every sour that we have on on. <laughs> draft and she mm. was just like they all just taste really malty to me just really malty and i was oh, just like okay i i i don't know what to do for you <laughs> i'm sorry yeah so sometimes you get people who, who do that and i'm like is this a challenge you, you to have you? to know that this isn't a fun interaction for me right <laughs> like i yeah. like imagine because sometimes they'll 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 uh like she she did that and another lady came in looked at the menu and she, she and, called a friend <laughs> she's like hey uh can you come i'm ruining this guy's day do you mind coming in here and helping me do this because he, he looks like he's really really hating this and i'm just getting off on I'm, it. I'm telling him they're all really multi when they're not <laughs> and they're not so she does that she doesn't like any of the sours on draft then another lady came in and she looked at the menu and just straight up turned her nose up at it and was like none of this looks appealing and it's like, can you imagine like walking into a restaurant and looking at the menu and just being like, "This mm. all looks fucking disgusting." <laughs> Bring me something like, uh, uh, or like right. going to your friend's house and and you're just like, everything you have in your pantry looks like shit. Fuck, make something for right. me. Right, figure it out. I, I just, I just want to be like, I, well then, I well, then leave, leave, leave. The, Honestly, leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing you can do is say, "Well, we have more stuff." In cans and bottles. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, I try to upsell it. them on anything that I can. I mean, you know, like the one girl, she ended up getting a Duchess, and which to me is like a, the maltiest sour you could get. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Whatever. Uh, but people's palates are, are are weird. Sure. But that's the other thing. We try, like people try to tell me, you know, this is this is what I like. So find something for me. And I was like, okay. Well, sometimes, like I haven't had every single beer in the world. I mean, I've had a lot, and so this shows a testament to that. <laughs> and I, so I try to go, I try to lean in a direction. But sometimes, 
when people say stuff to me, I'm just like, here, drink all of this and then pick one because I can't, I, I can't help you. Like one guy came in, came in and was like, "What's the bitterest thing that you have here?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> You're looking at it. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I don't know. I've just never. I don't think of it in those terms. You know, I've never even yeah. thought about like what's the bitterest thing that we have at the bar. It's just yeah. weird. Uh, why would you want that? Why is that what you who? You I mean, I, I I love a nice bitter IPA, but yeah, I wouldn't but look for the, the most bitter right. IPA. And, and it's not. I mean, there's there's more to it than just the IBU on it. Well, you may, know? maybe it's like you going to a typical restaurant, uh, or like I would say an American style restaurant, and asking for the spiciest thing they have. For sure, you know, because you know, generally, you're not going to get anything that spicy. Yeah. So maybe that's his thing, where he's used to getting not very bitter, so-called bitter beers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just, I mean, even within that example, if I were to get something, they brought it out and they were like, that's probably the spiciest thing on the menu. And I ate it and I was like, it's not that spicy. Like, what (laughs) is the waiter supposed to do with that information? Like, if I could go back and I could change how the beer tasted on the fly, like a cook, Mm. Then maybe you would have an argument, but sure, if you're yeah, just yeah. like not bitter enough, then it's like I will now go fuck yeah. myself. I don't know what else to do here. This conversation's over. Fine, sir, <laughs> you've beaten me. Exactly. I will. You win. I will open the chests down here and give you the real the bitterest real. beer. Yeah. yeah, that's like if you brought me a, a chicken sandwich that you said was the spiciest, and I was like, mm, that's not that spicy. And then it's like, it's like, all right, okay. well, then it, this is over. But yeah, all right, okay. I'll see you later. Make it yourself. I don't know what. what <laughs> good, good luck. Good luck out there. <laughs> well, you people are terrorists. You know that's, that's all I have. You're all just terrorists. This man's facing emotional terrorism day in, day, <laughs> day out. Day in, and day out. Just like your beer, man. God, yeah. Just drink it and enjoy it. Like you do this to At me. Very least, tip him well. Oh, that's a whole other podcast, baby. That's <laughs> okay. a whole other. All podcast. right, we'll move. We'll move on. Let's we'll move do on. it. Let's do it. So, we just gotta we just gotta get right into it. I uh, we, let's let's pull up some of the the winners of of this year's uh, grandmas. Oh, really quick. First, I should say we are having. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, thank you. Good, good. Call we're having the black lager first, which is at a five point three percent ABV. Uh, again, this is one of the two we got from Dunes Brewing out of Port Orange, Florida. Port Orange, Florida. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk a little bit about Doom Dunes? Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Pretty cool that they're that they even attempted a triple. Which Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, which is our next one. Um but yeah, no, it, it's uh super, super conveniently located off the main road, um, on the way to the beach. And beach, beach. It's really like has really cool as you'd expect beach beach beachy vibes and you know the one thing i will say that's knock against it is that they don't have a very big beer list they really only have a handful of beers it's like Mm -hmm. maybe six or Mm. seven uh don't have a guest beer list um Hmm. i think red light is kind of you know spoiled me a little bit yeah where i would like that um but you know, the ones I had were solid. The main thing that I noticed for most of them was, was that they were very drinkable. 
which is what you want by the beach. Yep. Um, and it's kind of cool too because they're linked up with a uh, uh, what's it called? What what's the taco place? Jimmy John. No. Jimmy Hula's. Jimmy Hula's. They have a Jimmy Hula's right next yeah, door. Yeah, the taco place. Jimmy, Jimmy John's. John's, the famous taco place. Uh, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Yeah, so there's there's a Jimmy Hula's right there, so they can send you food over if you're hungry. That's what's up. Um, it's it's a really cool spot. I highly recommend it if you're out in the beach in that area, and you can just stop by afterwards and grab a couple brewskis, get some tacos, get some tacos, and chill out. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked J- it. Jimmy Hula's is the shit. Side note. Speaking of Jimmy Hula's, you know, I was talking to my cousin Robin. Shout out to Robin. Shout out to Robin. This motherfucker, because, you know, we I frequently have conversations about the best burger with anyone who will listen or sure. debate. Yeah. He said that he prefers the Jimmy Hula burger over five guys. Ooh. I wanted to kick him out of my car while it was still moving. <laughs> well, we're talking the Jimmy Hula burger <laughs> with the slice of... Uh, Pineapple? pineapple yeah it's a good and, burger and teriyaki like that i th- i think it's a teriyaki I th- burger i think that's what he's talking about yeah. i hope so i hope he's not just talking about one of their just like just the basic, basic burger, joints. Yeah. yeah it's a good burger i've had it before yeah. it is a good burger i'm no knock on jimmy hula's mm-hmm. i like jimmy hula's yeah but it's, it's not <laughs> it's not it's not it's not the guys it's not yeah yeah it's not the best burger not i'll tell guys. you that much sorry it's just not this is not Okay, so I have some of the winners pulled up here from the 64th annual Grammys. We're not going to go through all of them because that would be exhausting. But the big winners, uh, Latin pop (laughs) album of the year. No, (laughs) reggae album. (laughs) Reggae album, Beauty in the Silence. Uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Music video, melodic rap performance, which I thought was just what a strange category that they've created over these past couple of years. Yeah. They're just doing. Is that like their new urban? Yeah, because the only people nominated are. I mean, I guess it's. I guess it's a way to catch, like the 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 new um, like trap trap like I don't call it trap soul, but like. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but like it's the way that like, like a lot of younger rappers rap now over <laughs> trap beats. They're basically just what my my brain's the worst. You said trap soul, and I thought Ghostbusters. Tra- <laughs> Jeez, what? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but if I mean, if you look at the nominees, you got Yay for Hurricane, which won actually. Mm-hmm. Doja Cat, so funny, he won two Grammys. Yay! <laughs> After all the shit, well. Like it. Yeah. Young Boy Never Broke Again was nominated. Lil Baby, Lil Nas X. So that's you, it. Kind of gives you a good idea if you know any of those artists, like what a melodic rap performance sure. is. <clears throat> so the biggest award, uh, the Opera Recording of the Year. <laughs> All right, I'll stop with the misdirection. Let me get to Song of the Year and Record of the Year. Both won by Silk Sonic for "Leave the Door Open." Very nice. They beat some pretty big nominees if you're looking here ed sheeran oh no ed alicia sheeran. keys no, no, billy no. eilish billy eyelash justin bieber <sighs> olivia rodrigo she won best new artist even mm-hmm. though she's been around for about four years they always do that for some reason 
rap album of the year won two times in a row now by Tyler the Creator, which I am not mad at. Me neither. I believe that it was between Call Me If You Get Lost and King's Disease. Uh huh. But I do believe, and I think I, I think we talked about this. It was definitely on my list of the best album of last year. So I think Call Me If You Get Lost definitely deserved to win. Yeah, I think so too. A lot of people are upset that Nas didn't win. Um, apparently he had a really good performance yeah. at the Grammys. And yeah. so I, I've seen headlines like Nas won the Grammys even without winning the award itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Whatever. You know. Call Me If You Get Lost is better than King's Disease. I said it. I think King's Disease is a good album. I think that Magic... Uh, Nas's throwaway album between King Disease 2 and 3 mm-hmm. is better than King Disease 2. Magic is, is an, I think I think Magic is amazing. I agree. I think it's great. I still think I like King's Disease 2 a little bit more, yeah. but I respect that opinion. So we go up to a new artist, and it, it's funny. She's nominated against... Well, she's nominated against a couple of people who, again, have been around. Yeah. The only one... That really is legitimate to me is probably Phineas because he put out his debut album by himself. Like he's been working with his yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But Baby Keem, that's his. That we're on his second album, Japanese Breakfast. Japanese Breakfast. She's on her third album. Yeah. Uh, Arlo Parks. Oh, Arlo Parks is. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that. Probably should have given it to Arlo Parks. Glass honestly. Animals has been around for Glass a long Animals time. has been around for yeah. Uh, Weird. Very strange. Pop duo group. No, fuck that. I mean, Doja Cat and SZA won, which is good. Congratulations to them. You couldn't take the second to say who won. Sorry. Didn't mean to minimize it. No, no. No, 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 no. And then uh, the winner for Album of the Year, beating out Billie Eilish, Livia Rodrigo, Doja Cat, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Travis Scott, or I'm sorry, not Travis Scott. Yay, I don't know Travis Scott's name's first. Chris Brown and Ariana Grande is Jean Baptiste for We Are, which apparently was uh, very well received. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just uh, I I don't know. I um, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I mean, without having heard it before. I've seen something that seems to make sense to me, which is the Grammys aren't a popularity contest. So I've seen a lot of people saying, like, how are they going to make this album of the year? Like, nobody's ever heard of this thing. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't really matter if the right people are listening to it, right? I guess uh, you say that, and yet the problem with that premise is that Sometimes it is a popular contest and sometimes it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes artists will win and you're just like, man, they just really. I mean, obviously, if you know me or if you've been following this show, I am aware that I have ignored my fiery hatred for the Grammys yeah. to even talk about this. <laughs> right. Uh, this is a gift to you. Yeah. You guys are welcome. And I mean, I, I OK, so I just looked up. We are the Jean-Baptiste album that won. And on the wiki page, he has f- four reviews from notable mm. uh, reviewing, review sites. Spill Magazine gave it a four and a half. Rolling Stone gave it a three and a half. All Music a four and a half. And Albumism I haven't heard that one. gave it a four. So 
Not to say that he needs a beefed up wiki page to prove that he deserved to win, because mm-hmm. I haven't even listened to the album, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on the fact. Like maybe it did deserve to win. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about it because I haven't heard it right. Yet, so I, only thing I'm it it's just I don't know. It's just it's one of those. It just feels like the Grammys and the Oscars do this when they just do a they just have a gimme year where they're yeah. just like. This guy probably, I mean, he. this is his eighth album. So I'm sure Jean-Baptiste has probably put out an album that deserved to win album of the year, I don't know, 10 years ago. Could be, yeah. A black person hasn't won album of the year since Herbie Hancock in 2008 for another jazz album. Mm-hmm. He's also a jazz pianist, right? Yeah. I don't know why I said that like I didn't know. I've listened <laughs> to Herbie Hancock a thousand times. And that is, number one, a fucking crime. Not just because a black person just needs to win, but it just think about from 2008 mm-hmm. to 2022, you're telling me not one black artist put out an album that was good enough to be album of the year? Think about, just think about that. Think about the fact that black music runs the industry, black artists move the culture and yet for te- two decades almost yeah. not one not beyonce <laughs> not kendrick not you know i mean john baptiste i know yeah. put out an, uh, jay-z jay-z i don't mean to minimize this win right but at the same time it shows that there is potentially at least some kind of bias as far as genre goes within black music oh yeah 1000 percent. yes because again only two albums in history at this point right have won or or since 2008 i should say yeah yeah since 2008 because before that ironically enough the last black artist to win was outcast for uh Love Below Speaker Box. Okay. Which, again. And that was the only rap album to win Album of the Year right. ever. And, and still. If you think of that album in context, that is their least hip hop, hip hop album. Very much so. Yeah. So, my, my point in saying all that is just that jazz is this time honored, respected by the mainstream, air quotes, genre of music. Yeah. So, therefore, it is acceptable for a black person to win for that genre of music. Yeah. But you wouldn't give it to a Jay-Z. Right. For instance, you know, even if he deserved it, it, you you just, I mean, Taylor Swift basically owned that award for like three years in a row. And it, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, hip hop's become pop, right? Mm -hmm. So like, it's all pop music. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. For the most part, Mm -hmm. rocks pop for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it should be bundled under the, the same purview that we're all grading on these grading these things on i i just i can remember vividly thinking there there are as i'm thinking about it there are three instances in which i thought for sure a black artist would win i thought beyonce was definitely going to win for lemonade i thought i i if you asked me i would i would have put a very significant amount of money on her winning for lemonade yeah and I thought Kendrick Lamar would definitely win for To Pimp a Butterfly. And he didn't, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I thought uh, for sure 
Frank Ocean would have won for either Blonde or Channel Orange. I thought Channel Orange because he made it made such a splash when he finally came out with the album. He had yeah. that great well, not great. It was kind of fucked up performance, but I just I just was like I just don't know how he doesn't win that. It, yeah. it it's it. I don't know. I thought I thought those two those three are the ones that come to my mind. Where like I, <clears throat> I thought they were a shoe in. It's crazy that yeah. they didn't win it. Uh, just for reference, eleven black artists have won album of the year at the Grammys. Uh. They are Stevie Wonder. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Okay. He won in 70, 77 and... Uh-huh. Oh, no. He did the... This is his classic era. Give me a second. Okay. Do, do they say the albums? I'm sure they do. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Key, Key of Life. Yes. 77. Yeah. Uh, Inner Visions? Of course. That was uh, 74. You're missing one in the middle. Oh, between inner visions and uh, fulfilling this final fa- finale. First finale, Final <laughs> Fantasy. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was in seventy-five. Yeah. Filling this is first finale yeah. is seventy-five. Then we have MJ in eighty-four. Yeah. For Thriller, obviously, eighty-five uh, is Lionel Richie. No way. <laughs> for no can- way. for can't slow down. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Yeah, ninety-one Quincy Jones. Mm. Uh, for Back on the Block, 92, Natalie Cole, hmm. for Unforgettable with Love, 94, Whitney Houston, for the Bodyguard soundtrack. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious why. You yeah, know, that's that. crazy. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at the nominees that year. Yeah. Uh, 99, Lauren Hill, for Miseducation. Of course, yeah. 04, Outcast, like you were saying. Speaker box low below. Oh five, they finally gave it to Ray Charles. Yeah, for Genius Loves Company, right? Yep. Yeah. And oh eight, Herbie Hancock for River, the Joni Letters, and of course that brings us up to date with I mean, John Baptiste. Think, I mean, just think about like all those artists you named. I mean, the the again. I mean, I I hate to keep bringing back Taylor Swift, but you know, fuck her. So I don't care. <laughs> okay. Like, you're really <laughs> telling me that she has... How many wins does she have for album of the I, year? Uh, she didn't win this year for Evermore, but she's won for 22, I think, and then Evermore. Uh-huh. And, or, I'm sorry, not Evermore, Red. And I've, if I'm not mistaken, I think she has th- three okay. Grammys for album of the year. Right. I could be wrong. Maybe look that up before I, like, really embarrass myself about, like... I know she's won more than she deserves, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, folklore. Let's just look at the list of nominations she's received. Ooh, yucky. Oh, God. There's so <laughs> many. There are so many. There's too many. Yeah. Academy of uh, Country. Yeah, just go past that. That's, a, that's all country. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. I see. Let's I see. see how it is. Yeah. Let's get to the Grammys. The, Gram- the ones Grams. that matter. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she won for Red, nineteen eighty-nine. Fearless. No, it's a single, right? No, that's the album. album Fearless. Yeah, Fearless. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fearless. Uh, no, no, no. She didn't win for Red. She was only nominated. So Fearless, nineteen eighty-nine. That's two. And then Folklore. Yeah, so that's three. 
Okay. That's three. Red, Fearless. No, I'm sorry. Fearless, 1989, and Folklore. Mm-hmm. Now, listen. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I've heard enough. You have, and though, I got right? no. I've oh yeah, I've I've listened to a lot of Taylor Swift. I'm saying yeah. like I don't sit down and consistently listen. Yeah, to you it. don't return to Taylor Swift. But I got it. <clears throat> I understand why she gets the respect that she gets. I'm not gonna sit here. We can. We're not gonna do this. <laughs> not today. We're not gonna not do this. Not to the Swifties. Nah. We can't do that to the Swifties. But what I'm saying is, if I mean you're sitting here, you're gonna look me dead in my eyes, and you're gonna tell me that she deserved three Album of the Year awards. And black people had to wait from 2008 <laughs> yeah. to get another jazz album and Beyonce, to win. Beyonce got nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Telling me Beyonce. Come on. Come on, son. Come on. R- Rihanna deserved for a. Uh, um, uh, ah, shit. What was that album? <laughs> the fucking last album before she disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anti? Was that the last one? Is that what it's called? Anti? Yeah, I think so. That album's incredible. Mm-hmm. That album is incredible. Anti. Yeah, no, in 16. I don't know how she didn't win. I don't know. Anyway, we got we've we've gone off the <laughs> yeah, really yeah. far away from it's my... it's it's true. It's very true. <coughs> so, anyway. And that wasn't even the most controversial <laughs> thing that happened that night. <laughs> You know, you got the prerequisite uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock jokes. Of course. Which I thought was really funny. They had Nate Bargatze deliver. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he's I, he's definitely famous. I just didn't think he was like, you know, Grammy Awards host. Host famous, famous yeah. But I guess so. Good for him. Know. Good for him. Funny guy. There's no, I like, I just don't see how he doesn't already have a sitcom. You know, where he's the patriarch of some family and he's yeah. bumbling around, you know. He had Tim to have been Allen. offered. He had to have been offered at this point. Yeah. yeah. They've got to be beating down his door to make a show about him, his his material, yeah. and his family. It, ha- it just, yep. he has to be saying no. Yeah. I mean, you can see it. You can see it right now. It's called The Tennessee Kid. And it's about <laughs> yeah. him and his, and his, his family. Yeah. His uh, put upon wife and the, and the, bumbling dumb mm. husband and the, he, and he's the, the wisecracking man. jokes and yeah. and he's got like a, a black neighbor or a mm-hmm. spanish neighbor and they always pop in you like that right that's good material uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> telling you man fucking show writes itself yeah yeah that's probably i mean he seems to be a guy who is like his material is is um subtly like real, I wouldn't call it highbrow, but it's like his jokes are really smart. Yeah, you know, for yeah. being like these everyman, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just doing the best that I can kind of guy. <laughs> I I mean this as a compliment. I swear he sounds dumber than he is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he knows that a lot of his material is about that. Yeah. You know. I yeah. I I think he's really good. Yeah. yeah. So maybe check yeah. out the stand up. Yeah. And then and then. For some reason, the Grammys have... I don't even know why the Grammys even still have an award for Best Comedy Album. just seems really... I don't know. I, I, I'm glad that comedy would get... That comedy gets awarded at the biggest musical award show in America. Yeah. But just seems strange that they even still have a Grammy for Album of the Year. 
right for, uh, or i'm sorry for comedy album of the year and it is even stranger than in a year where bo burnham put out inside and i mean absolutely just crushed the world yeah with his album he he won something for that right wasn't he nominated against wasn't he nominated this year or was that last year I felt like he won. No, no, it was definitely this year, but I felt like he won something for that. I don't, I don't know what. I thought he won. Maybe he won an Oscar? No, he didn't win an Oscar. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it okay, up. Okay, yeah. Because now it's going to. Ah. So he, he won the Grammy for song written for visual media <laughs> <laughs> oh for all eyes on me okay that's what he won for yeah so, song written song for written visual for visual media. media yeah how does by the way i'm going through the nominees how does john baptiste not win for r&b album but gets album of the year you see this is what i'm talking about yeah this is like when a like when uh jane champion won best director but she didn't get best movie that right, doesn't make right. any sense you're telling me she was the best director of the year but her film that she directed wasn't the best movie of the year yeah. there's nothing there's no words in the english language that you could string together <laughs> that would make that make sense to me well try okay as i look <laughs> so for specifically the Oscars, let's say, mm -hmm. her directing was stellar, okay? But there were things lacking in the movie outside of her direction. But how can that even be possible? Maybe they, and I'm not saying this is true, but maybe somebody didn't like the costuming or the lighting or the music choices, you know, like... Things not directly dealing with where the camera is placed and, you know, uh, the, the overall <coughs> film itself. I hate that. Yeah. Well, because directing is such a obscure kind of phrase <laughs> or, yeah. or, or, or title anyway. Yeah. It's because it's like, okay, what are we talking about? Are we talking about how she pictured the film in her head? versus how it came out or right. are we talking about how it's cut no we're not because there's editing right are we talking about you know character choices and and dialogue no because that there's writing right for that there's scripts what are we talking about here right. you know like what ultimately what what is it it's directing i think in its simplest term is sort of the collection of everything and your ability to direct everyone to do what you want them to do right and so if it if it is a collective uh, uh, um, showcase of this person's vision and you thought that her vision was the best of the year I just don't see how you can't <laughs> yeah. how, how a movie how another movie can surpass that I see what how, is the, how, how can, you can weasel your way out of it but at the same time it's very hard to do that I think the I think the only reason that they do it is so that you can't say that so that you can't predict Let's say if somebody wins director of the year, you can't just like turn your TV off because you know they're going to win. Sure. Movie yeah, of yeah. The year. It can't be it can't be a shoe in as yeah. soon as somebody wins director. And most of the time it's not, you know, no, I, it's I, not. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. But it's which like, is but that is insane to me. I understand somebody else could win screenplay adapted 
you got actors who act their ass off in bad movies so those people can win those awards i get all that the individual awards but if you're telling me that this person who presided over this production you thought they did that the best but then you were like yeah but the movie wasn't that great it's like (laughs) but what do you what does that mean yeah it's like (laughs) it's like being ceo of the year and then your company not winning company of the year right it's like well what what (laughs) duties did this person perform that were so good that individually you thought that they did well but the thing that they were presiding over and working on was just wasn't good enough that's that it just yeah. doesn't i don't know the, well, doesn't they, 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 they know what they're doing they know it's what like they're doing. it's yeah. like if there was an award for dialogue and then an award for screenplay mm-hmm. but those two people didn't win you yeah. don't have a dialogue award probably because it doesn't make sense like they just i think best director and best movie i mean obviously you can't make them one category but if you win if you win best movie of the year doesn't that inherently make you the best director of the year because you're getting that oscar i would think more times than not yes i i i can see where people can make the argument that the direction's great but even if it's something like sort of indescribable this movie's better i think this is a better movie ultimately yeah but, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. it. It's. It, yeah. <clears throat> I don't like uh, it. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I need you to look up something for me while I have this pulled up because. All right. As I'm looking at this, <clears throat> Bo Burnham's not even nominated. Wow. So maybe he was nominated last year. So look up the 63rd annual. These are the 64th, right? Yeah. Look up. Just put Bo Burnham 63rd annual. See if that pulls up. Yeah. Probably. No. Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, that's for this year. Because he. Yeah, because he wasn't even nominated. He wasn't even nominated. Yeah. So the nominees are. <laughs> uh, where'd he go? Oh fuck! I went. I went all the way back up. You got Evolution, Chelsea Handler. Speaking of Nate Bargatze, greatest average, greatest average American. Zero fucks given, Kevin Hart. Thanks for risking your life by Louis Black. And the winner, sincerely, Louis C.K. And this did not sit well with a lot of people. Yeah. <clears throat> For uh, but why? <laughs> but why? Well, <clears throat> well, I'll tell you. Why would anyone be uncomfortable with Louis C.K.? Well, I mean that kind of gets us, kind of brings us to a little thing called uh, cancel culture. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Uh, I'm sure you haven't. Explain. I will. Cancel culture is when a white man does something heinous, or fucked up, and they disappear for three to six months. <laughs> And then they come back and they do everything that they were already doing, except for maybe with a slightly smaller fan base, sometimes with a larger fan base with people defending their actions, even when collectively we all decided that those actions were heinous at the Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. and having sometimes the same amount or maybe even more success than before the canceling. That is, in a nutshell, cancel culture. Okay. Did Did I get that? Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Listen, 
I mean, I I personally have not like looked up any of Louis C.K.'s material. I didn't download this off his website mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. I just <clears throat> I'm like, nah. Cause honestly, I just don't think he's that funny anymore. That yeah. like all of the moral implications aside, if you watch him now, I just don't think he hits those same highs that he hit at his peak. Well, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he doesn't really have the freedom to do that anymore. To to I, he does have the freedom to do that. I should say he can say whatever he wants to say. Mm-hmm. But I think he gets away with a lot less now. Yeah. Everything is under far tighter scrutiny. Yeah, given everything. Yeah. Um. So, I just. I don't know. I mean, for me, there's just a like a. Uh, uh, weight <laughs> to watching him now because of everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Now, if obviously, if 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 the the people directly affected by what he did, uh, you know, feel satisfied with his little time out of the <coughs> spotlight and yeah, the money, out. <laughs> the, the time out and the money he lost. That's great, and I, you know, I'm not saying if he deserves more public sort of uh, vilification or uh, punishment of any kind. Yeah. But at the same time, like it, it, it still weighs on my ability to enjoy his work. Yeah. Uh, and that's coming from somebody who really loved his comedy before. He was one of our favorite guys. Yeah. I remember when all these allegations came out the first time, like we, we were both like, not you. Come no. on. Oh, it was devastating. Devastating. Yeah. Which sounds very selfish. It is selfish. We we know. We know. We know. It, but it, it it is selfish, but it's like you just I you know, we gotta be honest. Like we were we like we're big Louis C. K. guys, man. We fucking yeah. sung his praises on this show and off. Right. All the time. Yeah. I mean everything that he put out, we watched the show. His show was amazing. Like every uh man. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it is selfish to think, like, just oh, how this oh, affected me. I can't enjoy this content anymore. Yeah. But it is what it is. That's sure. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I uh, you know, we're not we're not the arbiters of, of who deserves what, especially when it comes. To, I mean, it, first of all, like you said, it's going to come down to the people most closely affected by this. And then also, you know, the court of public opinion. Um, the thing is. Do you, as an institution, wade into those waters and 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 not only nominate him for an award, but award him with that award? It's like a lot of people, I, I don't know, man. It's just crazy to me that they, like you see all these people who are like, you know, they could have very easily just changed the Oscar for best actor after Will Smith did what he did. And it's like, okay, so... When this person does an act that you don't agree with, you can on the fly change who wins an award to your liking so that this person doesn't get rewarded. But a person like Louis C.K. still drowning in controversy, Mm -hmm. you are under this, this, this different, this like, 
well, art should win out regardless of the situation kind of line of thinking. Mm -hmm. It has to be one or the other. You have to be able to set those things aside. You know, the classic separating the art from the artist conversation. We just just went over that. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to do that, then then you have to do it across the board. You can't be upset with Louis, and you also can't be upset with Will Smith winning. You have to accept that. You know that you can't turn around and, and oh, this he I can't believe he did that. He doesn't. You got to take his Oscar away. Mm-hmm. Really? Hmm. That's convenient. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's that's the big thing that people have been kind of, you know, uh rebuttaling if that's a word uh yeah rebuttaling rebuttaling louis ck's win here is that there's still this notion that will smith could be stripped of his oscar and you know he's i i mean a lot of his his current and future plans are being put on pause which i don't think is going to last there's no way that's going to last no no this is money a, these studios are going to be giving up just to it, like play the moral high ground. No, no, it, it's not going to last. It, it, he is currently in a uh, uh, recovery mode. Mm-hmm. He, there's a cool off period, and then everyone's going to welcome Will Smith right back into our hearts and minds. Well, it's going to be fine. I mean, ask Louis C.K. about that. <laughs> well, I feel like there is a tinge of something weird when it comes to sexual allegations (laughs) yeah so it might be might be a little different slaps a little different than fap Uh, (laughs) nice yeah thank you thank you Mm. i'd like to shoot from the hip yeah that's great (laughs) it's like louis ck (laughs) for the one time yeah um yeah yeah i mean that's the thing like i i I, uh i again since since neither of us has listened to that louis ck special can't really talk to the quality of it. I watched. I watched. Uh, I watched like, I don't know, eight minutes of it, or five, five or eight minutes of it. Like whatever was posted on YouTube to try to advertise it. I okay. That. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, meh. And then I've heard some of his like comeback material from mm. like recordings of like when he would hit like the cellar or whatever. Oh sure. Well, the big controversy about like definitely yeah the the yeah the the, the what, what was the, what was he t- even talking about. Well, the way that he came back and addressed it, but th- there was something else that he talked about very quickly. Yeah, he talked about like a current event of some kind, and was like, like a shooting or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I don't know. Just at the end of the day, it's just kind of icky, you know. It's kind of weird to be like, like everything. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know, dude. It's tough. Know. It's tough because like he's not in jail. Whatever he did, obviously, wasn't, uh, uh, I won't say bad enough, but, like, wasn't able to get him in trouble with the law. Yeah. Not to minimize anything, you know, any of the victims in this entire thing. But at the same time, I think that that leaves his story in this very weird kind of, uh, I don't know, obscure, like, cloudy place. Yeah. Because you you can say well what he did wasn't that bad, you know he deserves a second chance. He's apologized for what he's done. He didn't really ever hurt anybody, you yeah. know. Like I, I've seen it all online, obviously. Yeah. Um. But then there's obviously the other side of this entire thing where people are like, no, I'm never gonna, <laughs> never gonna give him any more money. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you have to like think about the women who feel, um, like the women 
who he actually did this to that they are still like you know traumatized by and they're still kind of like reeling from not just you know coming out with this information but the blowback and the fallout of mm. i mean there has to be situations where these these women comedians are not being booked or being like you know oh yeah yeah and whatnot because uh, look at a comment section anywhere oh yeah if it's, <laughs> all if their it's, clout chasing they're just out to cancel them right they're so, mad because they're not big like louis was so you have to think about going through all of that and then you know uh, what two years maybe it was like maybe what two yeah probably like two years later because this was pre-pandemic when yeah did yeah, all yeah. This. Mm-hmm. for him to come back and win a grammy to be rewarded you you, you i don't know that, that that has to be pretty fucking hard to to swallow sure watching that um but yeah but, but the, again uh, the conversation really does fall down to at, at where do you where do you cross where do you draw the line how is it is it the level of crime that this person commits is it the admission of guilt is it apology the apology and yeah. like how sincere the apology is right all time, of those time away time, yeah does that because it feels like to some to a certain contingent that there is no quote unquote time away like that's it sure once they do this thing yeah they're done in the yeah. eyes of done forever yeah there's no coming back and when they do come back <laughs> it is proof positive that there's no such thing as cancel mm-hmm. culture yeah um and then in some people's eyes you separate the art from the artist and no matter what that person does if if it's good you just have to acknowledge the fact that like they're still an incredible artist but then on the other hand it's like well i mean if 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 uh if if hitler could write a symphony with his <laughs> eyes closed would you still separate the art from the artist yeah he could paint you know like are you, are you seeing his art being uh respected and and you know put in the louvre right even if it was better than it is, because it's you know by all accounts pretty standard art. Yeah. Uh, if it was, let's say if he let's say he was a master painter. Yeah. If he did like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. People could still admire the art, sure, but it would be under this cloud of you know historic <laughs> villainy. Yeah. I don't. And not I'm, to say Louis C.K.'s Hitler, obviously. No, no, no. I'm gonna say this, and I'm probably going to go back on this at some point in my life so i'm just kind of like sowing the seeds on that (laughs) great but i don't think that you can actually separate the art from the artist i think people who say that just want to be able to continue to enjoy their favorite artists and ignore the heinous things that they've done without the guilt of admitting that Mm. you were ignoring those things because i think emotionally it, it, I just think it's impossible because of, say, for instance, these examples that we just brought up with like Hitler. And, and I think that if you ask somebody, if you ask a separate the art from the artist person, they would tell you like, well, I mean, Hitler's a different story. And it's like, yeah, but he's not, though, because that's the point. This person committed a crime. It's the ultimate example. It is. Yeah. And and it, you know he's always the the ultimate example of evil, the highest evil that sure. we can, as Americans anyway, think of. I'm sure other countries probably. <laughs> yeah, I think most would agree. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I'm I, I may be I may be going to the far furthest end of the spectrum that I can to make a point, but 
the point still stands that you you understand that there is a certain level to separating the art from the artist. So in my eyes, I, I just I don't know how I don't think that there is a line drawn. I think that it's just like it is what it is. You it, you from an individual for, or, or, or to each individual rather that line is going to be further or closer. Mm. But I don't think that you can actually separate the art from the artist. I think it's impossible. Okay. I think emotionally it's just impossible. You have that thing has to weigh on you. I loved R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Loved R. Kelly. Yeah. And that thing, even when those songs come on by mistake, that thing just weighs <laughs> on them. You know, it just of weighs course, on of them. Course, of I, course. I still love Michael Jackson, and I'm a Michael Jackson apologist. Mm. I'm one of those people that tells you, hey, man, read the court documents. <laughs> you know, watch all the documentaries. Never charge. <laughs> I, I still think that I maintain the man's innocence. I say yeah. I still think that he was a very strange human being. I mean, that, I don't think anyone's anyone's yeah, arguing against that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just don't think that he did the, the things that he was accused of doing. Now, mm. I've had multiple people in my life who go, well, you just say that because you love him so much that like it's easy sure. for you to 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 make those arguments. Mm-hmm. No person who is just a casual Michael Jackson fan would make those arguments. They would see the evidence and go, "Yeah, he's a freak." So, I, I am one of those people. I just don't. I think there is an emotion attached to things that you enjoy. It's just I just think it's impossible to t- really separate the art from the artist. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this and we can move on, but. Uh, I think it depends on what you sort of define uh, uh, accepting the art because in I, I think it's very possible to be like R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly is an incredible song. Yeah. Like it's still, if you listen to it and you had no idea what happened with R. Kelly, incredible song, right? right? Uh, among many incredible songs that he uh, sang. I can still sit here with a straight face and say those are incredible works of art. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is what separating the art from the artist is. Mm. Is being able to go, okay, it's not that I don't like these songs anymore. It's just that I don't like the person associated with them. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I can choose I'm not going to listen to them anymore. Mm. Or I'm not going to give this person money anymore. Or I'm not going to you know, give this person a platform anymore, or I'm not going to listen to this <laughs> in public so people can hear me listening to it and it gives more, you know, uh, uh, publicity mm-hmm. or, or whatnot, you know. <laughs> I think that is separating art from the artist. I think that's very possible because um, I'm able to do that. But I, th- I think that that is the truest definition of it, but I believe that the way that people use it now is um, separating the art from the artist means supporting that person going forward right. after the looking past everything and just continuing to yeah. you know be a fan yeah sure so who knows what are you guys' thoughts on the Louis CK did you watch his latest stand up did you go to his website and actually put your money down and support this person because that's the other thing if you muff fly by night motherfuckers are just <laughs> talking shit and yeah. haven't actually like you know listened to the bit or uh actually downloaded the shit 
actually put your money where your mouth is. You're not you're not fighting for him, you know. No. It's people who are on Twitter who are like, you know, well, he did nothing wrong. Yeah, he asked man. permission. He should. He deserves his spotlight back. Blah blah blah. All right, I don't see you going to his shows. I don't see you yeah, buying well, his. And you got to believe there's an, a contingent of people who are only verbally supporting him because they're quote anti-cancel culture. Yeah. So yeah, they use him. They prop him and and his thing up as like a example of cancel culture and yet he wins grammy for album of the year grammy. so he wins the grammy all right let's let's we spent a lot of time on an the hour yeah i know an hour <laughs> that's what i was saying let's move on oh man <laughs> too way too much time. too much too much way too much time we'll, we'll zoom through the rest sorry sorry we spent okay. so much time on that there's lots to talk about <sighs> so Speaking of the Grammys and people who maybe should have won, maybe didn't win, maybe who knows, maybe this guy will get a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Grammys if you let him give it to himself. <laughs> it sounds like it. Donald Glover, also known as Childish, Childish Gambino, Gambino, had an interview where he interviewed himself. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to verify he interviewed himself for Interview Magazine because that just sounds silly. Yeah, look it up. I don't know if it was for Interview Magazine, but I know he interviewed himself, which is already a silly enough premise. And yet, how can you... It's amazing to be able to... Oh, you're right. Interview Magazine? (laughs) Yep. It's amazing to mire yourself in controversy when you picked out the questions and then you picked out the answers. I just... It's incredible. Is this something they do? Like, they have people interview themselves? I don't know. (laughs) I do know Interview Magazine, this is like a thing. I don't know if it's interviewing yourself, but I know, like, they've had celebrities interview other celebrities and stuff like that. All right. Like, that's like their whole premise. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know if I've ever seen them have somebody interview themselves. Interesting. (laughs) It's it's nice. He called us called his own farm nice <laughs> yeah i love farms yeah no it's literally him interviewing himself yeah yeah this is uh i don't know it's very strange yeah very strange so two things that have come out of this interview and i, I i'm sure that by the time that we post this more stuff will be parsed from this mm-hmm. very strange premise uh is uh number one we'll talk about the biggest thing so far right now is that um he 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 says some at some point in the interview that his album because of the internet is like our generation's okay computer and will be looked upon as such probably after he dies he's like you know basically that he is not getting the flowers that he deserves currently but he will once people catch up that he is, because of the internet, is one of the more influential, especially in hip hop mm-hmm. albums. And uh, yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted us to kind of address that a little bit, um, for a, a couple of a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it's safe to say that OK Computer's in your top five, top three albums ever. Yeah, I will very safely say, top five, absolutely, top three most days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 
all genres. We're, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Going all yeah, in. Just, just, yeah. yeah, just period. Just right. in music. So, how, how does that hit your ears? Not well. <laughs> About as good as uh, the internet hit my ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, <clears throat> be I, careful now, because his fans. I know. I know. Well, they uh, think everything that this motherfucker does is. Look, I'm right there with you, man. I'm a fan. I consider myself a fan of Childish Gambino. Um, but let's be real. That album is not OK Computer. <laughs> I mean, nothing is. I, it, it, I think that's, that's such a BS comparison in the first place. Yeah, I think that that's probably the worst part about the claim. It's so bold because it's like, Nothing is nothing no. that Radiohead has done. No, <laughs> nothing they've done have, have, has come close. I mean, some people would say Kid A, but you know that's uh, they're wrong. Um, <laughs> that's they're wrong. But yeah, no, I, I think it's it's a it's a self sabotaging statement. Period. Yeah. Like, I understand where where he's coming from with that, where he's trying to say it it is going to be respected later on down the line yeah you guys aren't getting it yet and i think that's been that's been sort of his feeling around that album since it came out yeah because it wasn't this critical darling it wasn't this i mean tell me if i'm wrong but i don't think it was this like smash hit i know singles did well and you know it, it wasn't ignored, but no, it was. It was one of. It was more. It was one of the more well-received albums in his catalog. But that's compared to the rest of his albums, which were not very well received. Right. So, in context, at the at that time, it was the most well-received album that he had put out. Mm-hmm. But all the rest of his shit was was dunked on. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It well, wasn't but, a world-altering thing. It came out, and people were like, "Oh, yeah. this is actually good," as opposed to the other albums, which weren't. Yeah, and, and I will say some of that critical harshness is probably coming from a place of them not knowing where to place him. Uh, yeah. Because they didn't really respect him as a full-on musical artist at that time. Yeah. I'll give him that credit. But at the same time, I think he thinks this album is something far bigger than it is. He must because of the the screenplay that came with sure. it and oh all, it is you know so pretentious oh yeah incredibly pretentious yeah um did you did you see that sorry this is a little off subject but did you see that clip of francis ford coppola talking about pretension when it comes to filmmakers uh it's a really cool so. clip no. it, it, i saw it on twitter the, uh yesterday or whatever but it 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 deals in this mm. kind of like the more ambitious you are with a project it makes it it basically makes the tightrope smaller and smaller between mm. nailing it right and being considered pretentious absolutely pretentious yeah and and um that just goes hand in hand with this because obviously donald had a very ambitious idea of what the album yeah. he had a real vision for it it's it's a concept right and just he didn't nail it yeah you know and so then it comes off as pretentious because like sure. you have to be so self-aware in what you're doing and then you have to nail it, mm-hmm. and you have to nail it on all fronts. Sure. And if you don't, there can be no doubt. Yeah, it it it, it just it, right. it falls flat, and then right. it's looked on as pretentious, which right. it it is. Well, it's very clear that he gets it, and he knows what he was going for. Yeah. And I think it's very hard for an artist to stand back and go, 
okay, I see why this didn't work. Yeah. You know, yeah. when it's something that close and that like that well thought out on his own end, you know, I have that with some of my own songs mm-hmm. where I go, why, why, did why doesn't this work? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't it land the way I thought it was going to? I, I just knew that it was going to work. And then like, I look at this, like my top listen to songs mm. and it's like, nope. <laughs> like, I don't, how did, why didn't nope. it work? I thought it would be, I thought it would work. Yeah. So I get, I get that sure. from an artistic standpoint. But again, man, it's like, you gotta have, it seems like he didn't have the self-awareness at the time mm. and he don't got it. He still don't no. got it. It seems like he has less self-awareness than now. <laughs> And I mean, it's it's to be it's to be expected because he's only seen more and more success, and he deserves it. Absolutely, he is a very very talented artist. He he should absolutely like have all of the confidence in the world. Yeah, he's Atlanta is groundbreaking TV, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I will say that sitting here today. It, it, it incredible TV. Check it out if you haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that alone is something special. Yeah, Awaken My Love is Awaken a great My album. Love, incredible. Yeah, uh, the joint he put out after that. Mm-hmm. Again, another like really weird like. You know, you could tell he was like, "You'll get this later." <laughs> yeah, this is like the album didn't your, have an album kids cover, love it. and all it had was run times or or timestamps rather for mm-hmm. the track listing. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know, man. It's a difference between challenging your audience and and just like making it so hard for like. What do I what do I say to you when I'm trying to? Destroy, I like, like three twelve yeah. nine four. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it's like you don't have to be that. You don't have to go that far to like get your point across. But yeah, and I and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. He is not that good of a rapper. No. And and these and and so this idea that like he's this underrated underappreciated MC like no he, no 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 but he's very clearly an artist. Yes. He has an artistic vision. He has a ton of talent. He's not the greatest rapper. No. And and that I think it that you know it, it it's proving in dividends the further away he steps away from rap itself. Strictly rap, just you know hip hop where it, kind of his his mu- music started I, I personally the better it is yeah the more he expands that that lens into being this larger thing the better it becomes yeah so you know I, I, I think that the proof's in the pudding yeah I'm not gonna stop a guy from hyping himself up it just it just comes off as ridiculous when you hear something like that and then you go like I, it I told you this it made me go back and listen to because the internet again because I was like, maybe, I mean, maybe that's what he wanted. I was just about to say mission accomplished, man. I went back and listened to it, and I was like, maybe I missed something. Yeah. Maybe I was wrong. Uh, maybe I'll have a different perspective on it. That was a long time ago, and I'm a different person now. Yeah. And I listened to it, and I was just like, nah, it hits my ears exactly the same. It's good. It's okay. Yeah. It's like it's it's yeah. fun. There is the hallmarks of any childish gambino album silly bars cringeworthy stuff but then you get like some big really good singles catchy choruses you're like man if he had just done this the whole time you might have a classic on your hands but instead he falls into his vices mm-hmm. 
His vices. Vices. I'll give you advices. <laughs> and uh, so they, it, it's the same as all his other albums. So yeah, you can include a screenplay. You can write a whole movie. Motherfucker, you can write a whole TV series based around it. <laughs> uh-huh. It doesn't change the fact that that album is okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay computer. It's not okay computer. No. No. So. And that is the final word on that. Okay. I don't want to hear it from any Donald Glover or Childish Gambino fans. Childish Gambino. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds pretty childish to me. Definitely top five worst rap names of all time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's obviously, like, notorious how that came about in the first place with the, the name generator. Makes it even worse. Yeah. Makes it even worse. There's nothing charming about that. It, it goes. I hate it. Hate it. It, it. It's something that <laughs> sounds like something you would say as a teenager to make your name sound cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you're not trying, but really you're trying really trying hard. Really hard, yeah. That's how it comes off now. Yeah. You know? Childish Gambino is a Xbox gamer tag. <laughs> yeah. That is not a name to be <laughs> Childish Gambino, 420. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. So. We'll just leave that. We don't even okay. Talk about yeah. Let's shit. leave it. Let's yeah. leave it. Let's move on. Yeah. One more. One more thing before we get out of here. Oh, you want to do the cheers? Oh, yeah. We got to. Right. <laughs> we have <laughs> one more thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into uh, that. I should say we have the Dunes Brewing uh, Triple, which let me give you a quick read here. Is their Belgian Triple? Uh, it is described as pleasant, peppery. Fennels blend with a dark hop background, yielding a sneaky high ABV that will leave you wanting more. ABV is 10%. I was about to say, is that really that sneaky? Well, they're saying it's so smooth that it is sneaky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Here, I'll let you you pour this one. Okay. Thank you. A thank you. Look at Looks kind of light, right? A nice little golden brown. Oh, golden, golden brown. Golden. <coughs> Drinking my beer like it's golden. <laughs> Drinking my beer like it's golden, golden. Living mm. <coughs> my life like it's golden, golden. Yummy, yummy. Disrupt that a little bit. I tell you about the lady that came in. She was from uh, Belgium. And I gave her a West Mall, and did, uh, she, get, did she get really like uh, really threatened by her? No, she was a very pleasant person. But That's nice. I was threatened by the fact that like I, um, I I poured this beer out into the. I poured it into the right glassware where mm-hmm. we're notorious for the right glassware at red light <laughs> sure but she uh brought it over to her table and there wasn't enough head on it mm. and yeah i mean it's just one of those things where you're like man fuck i fucked up and what am i supposed to do you know shake it you know <laughs> disrupt it a little bit <laughs> she took um oh, excuse me a uh coaster Mm. She was like, do you have, like, cardboard or anything? They're like, took a coaster, like, ripped it up, and then, like, used that and, like, disrupted it so that she could get that that head on it. Mm-hmm. So 
that was uh i don't know it was embarrassing hope it was a new coaster <laughs> yeah i gave her a new coaster i don't think she would have given a shit yeah honestly if she was like i, I think she probably would have been like do you mind disrupting this if i was just and just swirl it around <laughs> just blew some raspberries in it i don't think she would give a shit cheers to belgium <laughs> belgium Ooh. Huh. <laughs> That's not sneaky in any way. There's nothing sneaky about that it at kicks, all. It kicks you right in the back of the throat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that at the end. Ooh. Well, let's get this. Let's let's talk about this last thing. Okay. 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 Okay, Jim. So uh, Twitter.com. I've heard of it. Which apparently is being beaten by Truth Media, <laughs> ah, Truth Social. I you saw that. that? Yeah, yeah. Man, they are kicking Twitter's ass. Twitter apparently. is 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 a ghost a town. Ghost town. They are not getting nearly the, the interactions that Trump's. Oops, Trump's uh, social oh, media. Oh nah, shit. Oh, hold on. We got oh. it. Oh. Uh, there it is. There we go. Not getting nearly the interactions that Trump's social media is getting. Um, so, I don't know. You guys might want to stop retweeting on the old Twitter sphere <laughs> and pop on over to Truth Media or uh-huh. Truth Social. I don't know. Whatever. What yeah, whatever it is. So, <clears throat> uh, the ye old Twitter sphere. God, how do, you, how do, I, even, how do I even get into this? Uh Elon Musk. I don't know if you, you guys heard of him. You heard of that guy? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of this guy? Elon Musk? This guy. This guy? This guy, Elon Musk. He does... What does he do? What, what is he, a beaver? What, is it like, what? Does he stink? Elon Musk? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 You try some axe. <laughs> <laughs> try some axe. Uh, he did... He did something which is... I. I surprised he hadn't done this sooner, honestly. He bought 9.2 shares of Twitter stock, which essentially made him uh, the biggest shareholder in the company, which was already controversial enough because of the way that Elon uses Twitter. Sure. A lot of people have criticized the fact that he is so powerful that a single tweet from him can move literally billions of dollars when it comes to his stock and how his companies are viewed um, in the court of public opinion and just in general. He can say one thing and yeah. change lives. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He's got that sway. So it was already uh, controversial enough that he owned that much of Twitter stock. And then only a couple of days later, he was made, uh, or he was elected, elected, quote unquote, to their board. Yeah. Which means he has, you know, some say over what they do moving forward. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, from what I have read, only a two-year stay. Uh-huh. Uh, and lot can happen in two years. And he's limited... Uh, as far as how much more he can acquire of Twitter. 
So there's a limit. He can't become, you know, just the king of Twitter. the king of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, he can't do that. He can't like buy out everyone, uh, every stockholder of yeah. Twitter. You know, so there there are provisions in place to keep him from doing that. But I don't know, man. Nine percent is a surprisingly a lot <laughs> of, yeah. of of ownership of Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he essentially owns ten percent of the company. Costs billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and what does that mean to him? You know, what does that mean to these people who <sighs> can? You know, I mean, they don't even think of billions anymore. Like that, that, that kind of money. Billions, the new million. Yeah. Just, uh, just like he has, he has an, and when you say unfathomable. I mean that in every sense of the word, in every letter of that word. He has an unfathomable amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. It's trying to imagine the distance between yourself and the next planet. <laughs> Pretty much. You just, you can't put into words, you can't describe, you can't even visualize no, you, how you much could, money you, he has. You couldn't possibly fathom that amount of money. <clears throat> and... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. When you see these arguments about what billionaires should and shouldn't do with their money and people are like, eat the rich and all this other jazz, I, I, I don't think it's controversial to look at a person who has more money than you can wrap your brain around and say, you know, you should give some of that to people who don't have it. Mm. I don't think that that I, I just don't see that as a controversial opinion. I don't even think it's a political ideology. Mm -hmm. I just think that if you are in a position to help, there's people. I mean, you know, you you could have a couple hundred dollars in your pocket, and if you know that you don't need all of it at the time, and you buy somebody a meal. <laughs> You've helped somebody less fortunate this than you. This is why you're not a billionaire, Mark. <laughs> you have to understand the vast majority of the people who are multi-billionaires are that way because they have this obsession with collecting money and hoarding money. <laughs> they're Smaug. They're, they're Smaug in The Hobbit, which you don't know about yet, but you will at some point. Oh, Jesus. I know who Smaug is. Oh, sure you do. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I watched him... For some reason, they used him as the motion capture <laughs> yes. for a snake or a dragon or whatever. He's he a dragon. Okay. <laughs> Why did they use him as the motion capture? I don't know. Dragons don't exist. Why do you need a human being to mocap that? I don't. I don't know. I guess he needed to do it so that he could get into the right headspace for the performance. I, I don't think you need to do that to think... I'm a dragon. <laughs> you imagine dragons. There's an entire band about this. <laughs> yeah, that's their, that's why they're that's why they who, they, who yeah. they are. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being a dragon until I saw Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> lying on his belly. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gonna. And then he didn't get shit for it. No. No. They. Uh, <laughs> the Hobbit got nothing. 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 He gets no love. No. I think that's – we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All, right. All right. I, I, I like the hobbits, okay? I like the hobbits. Yeah. I'm a hobbit apologist. Hobbapologist. Hobbapologist. 
I study the hobbits. <laughs> He's a hobbitologist. <laughs> so this is concerning. I think that people should be concerned about this. I think that uh, this isn't something that should be um, just swept under the rug. I think people should really uh, probably, you know, keep an eye on these sorts of things. It's not like, I mean, what are we going to do about it as private citizens? I don't know. But what I'm saying is like... Uh, excuse me he's not on your side okay no matter how much he shit posts like you and your friends on 4chan he's not on your side he's just like me and he never will be he doesn't even know what side he's on you know yeah like it it doesn't none of it matters at the end of the day he does things on a whim he just decides and then he does things and one day he may wake up and decide i do have enough money to help all poor people on sure oh it, it's certainly a double-edged sword yeah you know because like most recently i remember the headlines about him you know giving um internet in in uh, uh whatchamacallit yeah yeah <laughs> in Ukraine. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's like, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say if he is or isn't an evil human being. I don't know. What I'm saying is like he has done He has done good things. He has helped people. That's documented fact that sure. he has helped in ways. I mean, he obviously could help in way more ways. There's yeah. That's also a documented sure. fact yeah, yeah. that there's way more that he could be doing. But you give credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he does he, – he, he's so – it seems like he's so impulsive that, like, he could one day just wake up and be like, I'm going to I'm gonna end world hunger. And then he just does it. Yeah. And you just wake up one day and he's like, I've put together this program where, like, everybody has three square meals a day. So, well, And then he, and then he just goes back to shitposting and you're like, what? Uh, what? Yeah, he, he seems to have a bit of the Kanye brain yeah. where it's just like he has these huge ambitions and they won't all necessarily go anywhere. But a few of them will. Yeah. You know? And he has enough money to make those things happen. I'm sure that's so. why those two get along. Oh, yeah. Those conversations have to be maddening. Oh, my God. It's it's, it's like two Hollywood execs on coke <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know? Yeah. Like, Just, oh, have you ever thought about can you get water from sand? <laughs> have you ever tried? I don't know. I've never tried. Have you ever squeezed it hard enough? You never know. Have you ever tried? I've never known. I've never tried. Let's try. Let's try right now. I. I this sucks. <laughs> okay. It sucks. <laughs> what sucks about it? The, well, it's just like one one. No one man should have all that power. Mm. Speaking of Kanye, it just shouldn't be like he just shouldn't be able to do something like that. These. I don't know, man. We're we're at a point now where like. This shit is over and done with, bro. Hmm. In 10, 15 years, there's going to be three companies per industry. There's going to be a nop- uh, monopoly on all of it. And, uh, you know, we're going to have like three or four billionaires who run the whole show. And there's just going to be, be you this. You act like that's not the case already. No, well, it's not yet because there's still this illusion of some kind of uh, capitalist uh, competitive nature to the market mm-hmm. when there's not yeah then and, and and we will soon find this out once playstation or 
Sony and Microsoft own everything in gaming and Viacom, HBO and Disney own everything in entertainment and then telecommunications is owned by AT&T and T-Mobile. Yeah. And then fucking Elon buys AT&T and T-Mobile and then Jeff Bezos buys everything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, the government has to step in at some point. Well, you say that, but at what point? I mean, they they're <sighs> let like they let shit like this happen all the time. They've let these companies merge. And then you see the companies, you see the government will step in and be like, "Well, hold on, the three of you can't merge." And they're like, ah, "Okay," <laughs> and then like five Fine. years later, they merge anyway. Yeah, and then you're like. Wait, didn't the, didn't the government and they were like we we will make five shell companies to give you the illusion of having a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's You think AT&T and these big companies are just like letting cricket use their towers cuz they're just like these yeah, like nice guys. Benign. Yeah, sure, sure. Mr. Cricket gives them a little bit of money every every month. Mr. Cricket. Um you know, and I think that's where these like identity politics become really dangerous too, uh-huh. because you know you're gonna have people saying, "Let's not have the government step in when it should," because we're about small government. Yeah, and, and, and then yeah, oh, and or any... or just because they like Elon Musk because right. he's a champion of free speech. You know, like right. simple as that. He stands on that platform, and then you go, "Well, I love free speech too," so. I don't care if he's going to become this <laughs> ultra powerful force, yeah, stronger than anything. <clears throat> we can't silence him, so we have to just let him do whatever he wants. Sure. Well, and, and you know, I'm, I'm reading this Washington Post article here, and, and there's obviously a lot of people uh, who work for Twitter currently that are afraid about the direction of the company moving forward. Exactly. Um, you know, just based on their. Uh, them not aligning with his politics and the way he carries himself online and and pointing out this discrepancy between the standards that the company holds them at as Uh far as their social media use versus him where he's been very shit posty in the past he's he said a lot of things that rub people the wrong way Mm -hmm. and you know some of these quotes I, i think they're anonymous but a lot of them are saying, well, if I were to have said something like that, I'd get fired. Right. Or I'd at least be up to HR. Right. Is that going to be the same with him? Fuck no. No, of course not. Of course not. Oh. So, you know, there's there's obvious. And I mean, that's never the case, though. Right. The, the higher you go, shit rolls downhill. Right. So, of course, they're not going to be held to the same standard. That's true of everywhere. That doesn't make it right. Right. But it's to be expected. Yeah. Unfortunately. So anyway, um, also according to this article, uh, he's going to be holding an AMA. <laughs> so, um, and it, but like, why in, hold an AMA? Why wouldn't he just have like have it held on Twitter? Well, that's what he's doing. It, it's going to be like an official oh, an AMA on okay. an, an official Twitter AMA. From, I think from AMA, and I think like I always think Reddit. Mm. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, those things are synonymous. Um, but yeah, I think this is officially being hosted by Twitter to sort of discuss his involvement. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be forthright about, <laughs> you know, his intentions, his motives. And, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm sure this is going to go off without a hitch. Yeah. You say that, but I guarantee stocks are going to rise after this. 
We might want to jump into some Twitter stock, I guess. Okay. I, I think it's too late. I think it's already pretty high. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Really? You should. When's the last time you ever looked at? Uh, February 31st. <laughs> You'd be surprised at how affordable shares of some of these big companies are. Yeah. You're not going to make a ton of money off of buying a couple shares. Yeah. Well, it's down right now. <laughs> $48 a share. Mm. That's nothing. Yeah. That's why he can. I mean, that's nothing right now. Yeah. And this is like, honestly, the perfect time to buy when it's down. Because, well, and, and I, I guarantee it's because there's so much uncertainty. Yeah. But uh, that, that's exactly that's what happens to jump with in. everything yeah, he so, fucking. It's yeah. when, when Elon gets his hands on anything. It's all this uncertainty because you don't because he's a he's a he's shoot from the hip kind of guy. Right, flies off the handle, says some crazy shit, comes back, tries to apologize after people lost twelve billion dollars. Maybe we shouldn't buy any Twitter stock. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like where this is going though. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Doesn't matter though, because we can't control it. The only thing that we can control is how we felt about these beers. But before we get into that, we have to do the cheers of the week. Cheers of the week. So, Adam, Obesius, Rodriguez. I, I just like when, they, when, they, when they do that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I always love when they do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your cheers, bro? My cheers of the week is to Remedy Entertainment. Cheers. Uh, if you're not a gamer, I'll let you in. Uh, Remedy Entertainment is a Finnish video game studio known for the classic, classic, classic. Max Payne 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, they went on to make uh, more great games, including Alan Wake, which is getting a remake. Uh, but, or, or I, I shouldn't go without saying this, Control, which is a current gen game well technically last gen but they ported it to, to current gen incredible game go out and play it if you if you've been a fan of of alan wake or the max Payne series definitely check it out really really surprised me with how awesome that game is so that being said um the reason i'm cheersing them today is because they just announced that they're remaking max Payne one and two it's going to be its own collection together, uh, which is awesome. Yep. They were able to work a deal out with Rockstar Games, which Rockstar. they made the original Max Payne's with. Yeah. So with those two together, I just am full of hope and and happiness. Uh, they're doing it in the same um, system as Control. Uh -huh. So it's going to look incredible. It's going to play incredible. <coughs> I'm just so jazzed. So jazzed. Because Max Payne is 100% precisely my shit. Yeah. Neo-noir, very dark, uh, bullet time. Yeah. Just, just, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of those games for me, growing up, that I just absolutely fell in love with. Yeah. So, very excited for it. All right. That is exciting. Yeah. Those games are amazing. Max Payne 3. God damn. What a game. Underrated. Even oh. though it was well received, mm -hmm. underrated. Yeah, yeah. Well, right? nobody nobody played it. Right. But it's an incredible game. So good. I will say that the, the remedy didn't do that one. Rockstar did. Okay. But 
obviously the foundation was laid yeah, <laughs> by Remedy. Yeah. You wouldn't have Max Payne three without Remedy to Correct. have set to to have given us those first two games. Yeah, which are yeah, so good. Yep. The movies or the movie movie. Yeah, I don't know what it is about movie studios. Generic white protagonist choosing Mark Wahlberg Mark for everything. Wahlberg. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, they think that this man can do everything. Yeah. Well, you know we have to do the Uncharted movie on one real end. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it the the show was made for Uncharted. Absolutely. The movie. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 God, I can't believe we haven't done it. We we should do Sonic and Sonic Two. Have you? I. I haven't seen Sonic One yet. I know you have. <laughs> so it's, it's good. And it's, they they say Sonic Two is even better. If Sonic Two is indeed better than the first one, then we're not going to have a lot of controversial things to say about these movies. Right. They're fun, family filled romps. Mm. Just a nice time at the movies. That's all I just need. Just a delight. Yeah, uh, an absolute delight. Okay. All right. Uh, we got a lot of one reel in to do. That'll fit perfectly next to our Ma Rainey's review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the classics. Well, we, yeah, yeah. We had an idea and we didn't really <laughs> stick to it, did we? <laughs> no. No, we didn't. Well, it's, it's been too long since we've done a one reel in, so we need to uh, get back on that. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, okay. Um, my cheers of the week goes to Drug Church. Drug Church. New York-based hardcore band. I think they're from New York. I think they're from Albany. Look that up for me while I talk out of my ass. That's upstate. They're uh, they're on tour right now, um, touring their latest album, Hygiene. And they had a show here at Will's Pub. They are from Albany. All right. Cool. Infamous dive bar shithole. Great place. I mean, love it. I mean, shithole with with all the love and respect. all respect, and uh, and it was it was I I shout out to Steve and shout out to Cliff and shout out to our boy Rob. We went uh, all together and I mean had a fucking wonderful time. They were great, great band, and all of their openers were great too. I mean, hmm. very rare that every single opener fucking crushes it. Yeah. Every single one of the bands, and forgive me, I don't, I, I can't remember, you know, f- three different band names that I'd never heard of a night before. Sure, I sure. can't. But if you look up the set list, I guarantee you, if you like Drug Church, you will. I say this just having seen their live show, which is obviously going to skew your opinion yeah, because yeah, yeah. the live show, as long as you put on a good show, it's a big asterisk. But. Yes, yes. And yeah. I haven't gone and listened to all these bands or whatever, so I can't speak on that. But I will say that. Every band that opened for Drug Church was amazing. Drug Church comes out, and they were incredible. Show's awesome. People are getting rowdy. White people doing white people stuff. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're in the pit. They're fucking throwing fists at each other and stuff. It was, it was a wild night. Mm-hmm. It was a wild night. I, you know, you know I, I, I stepped back, mm-hmm. and I was like against the wall kind of like, yeah, this is dope. I'm, I'm, I'm taking in the scenery. I'm yeah. having a good time. And I'll, whatnot. I'll watch you guys. Yeah. As soon as somebody got close, I'm like pushing them off me. I'm like, fucking, yeah. you keep that shit over there. Mm. This guy's jumping off the stage and stuff. Fully encouraged, by the way. Uh, so it was a good time. 
It was a good time. So if you haven't, if you, you know, if you dig hardcore music, I would say some would argue that uh, they're not even really that hardcore. They're more yeah. of like a very, like, you know. Hard the, rock. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. they're in the vein of like hard rock or like, a, you know, uh, like a offshoot of like 70s punk. Not like speed punk, but like mm. the more melodic. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Well, that that's something as a an absolute newcomer to Drug Church. I only knew about them once you told me you're going to the concert. Yeah. Um, so I looked them up real quick and listened to a bit of the first album. And it, I was surprised by how melodic and how not hardcore it was yeah because <laughs> I, I was expecting a bit more growling a bit more like double bass drums you know things like that but yeah no 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 it's it, yeah. it, it there's there's definitely some uh sweet melody in there very much so yeah it's the it's the kind of punk that's my favorite where yeah. it hides beneath the facade of you know aggressive band names aggressive uh uh marketing the album so, titles and song titles are insane. Some of it almost sounded a little shoegazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. It's 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 the best kind. Yeah. You know. So it was a great time. <clears throat> so that is my cheese of the week. All right, we gotta review these beers and get the freak out of here. So let's do this, motherfuckers. From Dunes Brewing. Dunes Brewing. We have their Black Lager. And they, they don't have like official names for these beers, right? They're just no, types. no. They're they're. Uh, I mean, there are some official names, but these specifically are only called what they are. All right. Literally. Yeah. The Black Lager. And the triple. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the Black Lager. Obi, what'd you think? Uh, very strong four and a half for me. All right. Um, it is very toasty. Uh, almost like a a. a Almost brown ale-ish to me. Yeah, um, you know, had had a lot of that sort of sweet, almost molassesy, uh, very, very pleasant. I, yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, almost, almost some coffee notes. You know, like it, it reminded me of that palate. Yeah. So if you're into that, um, I highly recommend. Check it out. Nice. Uh, oh, fuck, man. I hate you. I was going to give it a four and a half, too. So, fuck it. I'm just going to stick <laughs> with it. It's fine. I'm just going to stick You can agree. I agree. Okay. Four and a half. Nice, toasty, malty, bready. Mm -hmm. Just a really good. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's just a very solid black lager. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. The triple. Triple. The triple. Obi. Uh, this one for me is a... It's a three and a half for me. It's three and a half for me. Um, I say that because it really bashes you over the palate, mm. you know. And, and maybe that's what they're going for—just a very bombastic flavor uh, and alcohol content. But yeah. you know, it, it is just—it's a little too sweet. Thank you. Um, and just yeah, I, I, if there's any, if there's one thing I can say about it, it it's just a little too much. Mm. It's just a little too much for me. Yeah, it's, it's not very complex. It's just very. It is a sledgehammer. Yeah, <laughs> which which can work for some people, but I, I would like a little bit more complexity with my triple. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a three. I think that you have to give them credit for the attempt. I. Think that it's not it's not terrible. I just think that um, 
uh, yeah, it's just I don't think that they I don't think that the alcohol content is nearly as subtle as they believe no. it is. Um, so it almost it, tastes like a cocktail. Yeah, like there, it's almost it's it's kind of syrupy. Yeah, very very well. I mean, you know, triples usually have like that candied, like that candy, like very sweet candiness to them in the first place, but. Usually it's balanced out pretty well, and uh, that booziness doesn't really come through on it. This one, uh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just it's yeah, it's just kind of front and center. Yeah, and uh, kind of like it's almost like this sticky, syrupy, uh, just too sweet. And so yeah, I uh, just got to give it a three. Yeah, got to give it a three. I think uh, I don't know how they're. <clears throat> Their lager or their IPA was you. You had I did. Yeah, I had their I had their blonde. Mm-hmm. I had their IPA and I had their double IPA. Okay. Um, the blonde out of those, the blonde was probably my favorite because mm-hmm. it is so drinkable, bright, um, weedy. I, I really liked it. Um, the IPA wasn't hoppy enough for me. The double was again a little bit too sweet. Mm. A l- edged a little bit to the too sweet. Um, so th- that's kind of my guide for you guys if you're going to check out Dunes for the first time. Actually, out of all of them, I think I did like the uh, the Black Lager the most. Sounds like it. Um, it was, yeah. This is sort of the best balanced and overall like most complex and flavorful out of everything I've had there so far. I would return for that, mm-hmm. and I am interested in their double IPA. Yeah. So I would, I would, I would definitely go for that double IPA. I'm, I'm glad that they even tried this. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta applaud it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go for it, because a lot of, I mean, let's be honest. Like a lot of these breweries are are resting on their laurels with an IPA, a double IPA, and a lager. Like you're, sure. You know, that's, that's it. And if your lagers are not you know like super up to snuff if you don't just got like a like a you know uh, uh a hang your hat pilsner kind of thing then you know you got to get ambitious yeah so either keep it simple and make those things perfect or get wild yeah and i appreciate the attempt and i'm not saying it was terrible but you know it's all right yeah all right yeah you know, you, the, th- the thing about triples is like you're competing against like some really, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like stiff competition. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's tough to you know put yourself into that arena. Well, it's like it's like trying to make a hefeweizen. You yeah. know, like hefeweizens are tried and true. Like right. the, there are some like stalwart, like unquestionable hefeweizens yeah. out there. So you're going up against that. So yeah. either you're going to do something interesting and unique about it, or you're going to try to compete with people who've been doing it for hundreds of years. Right. So, right. you know. Listen to the rest of you brewers out there. It's, uh, yeah. It, 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 it's, good. it's good for you guys to swing for the fences, though. I appreciate that. Yeah. I agree. Always. I agree. All right. I think we got it. I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Dunes. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you.